Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Some football coming up, talking college and talking about the Colts and their matchup with the Browns tomorrow. Right now, though, busiest guy you know, most important guy you know, because he's got all the scores and all the information about a very busy weekend. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, great to be with you and Nathaniel Finch. Let's get started with the Indianapolis Colts. The Cleveland Browns come into Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff. Two teams that don't see a whole lot of each other. The Browns and the Colts have only played five times since 2011. The last, October of 2020, when Phillip Rivers was the Colts quarterback. Indianapolis lost to Cleveland 32-23. And the Browns come in with a pretty stout defense. 3-2 and two is their record. And all three of their wins... They've given up 17 points or less, and in two of them, they've only surrendered a field goal. And of course, last week, they beat the San Francisco 49ers. But really, a big storyline in this ballgame tomorrow injuries. We already know Anthony Richardson out for the year with that AC joint sprain in his right throwing shoulder. He'll have surgery, but as well, earlier this week, defensive tackle Grover Stewart was suspended six games by the NFL for violating their policy on performance-enhancing drugs. Shaquille Leonard on going into a tough matchup with the Browns without their star, DT. It's going to be very difficult. He's a, he's a great football player, and, um, you know, it's going, it's going to be tough, but we just got to find a way to, um, you know, just get the job done. Other injuries, Kylan Granson is out with a concussion. Right tackle Braden Smith won't play. He's got hip and wrist issues. And wide receiver Alec Pierce, he is questionable. But for Cleveland, too, one of their running backs, Kareem Hunt, questionable with a thigh problem. Remember, their star running back Nick Chubb already out for the year, tore a couple ligaments in his knee to start the season. But the end-all, be-all question. Will their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, be in action? Watson questionable. He has not played the last two weeks with a rotator cuff strain in his right shoulder. Adam Schefter just about an hour ago tweeted that, quote, Watson is, quote, tracking to play, but he must pass the pregame warm-up test in order to do so. Gardner Minshew gets the start for the Colts in place of Richardson after the Colts looked pretty tough last week. Well, tough as in bad. Last week at Jacksonville, he talked about the sense of urgency. Obviously, when you go out and play like we did last week, you know, you got a bad taste in your mouth, excited to get back out there. Uh, with a great challenge in front of us, you know, an opportunity to turn, th- turn things around and play the way we want to play. On to college football, Indiana lost to Rutgers today, 31-14. The Hoosiers are 2-5, and 0-4 in the Big Ten. Brendan Soresby got the start, 15 out of 31, 126 yards. He passed and rushed for a touchdown, but the storyline was the Rutgers quarterback, Gavin Winsett. He only threw for 39 yards, but he rushed for 143 and scored three times himself. Ball State got the win over Central Michigan, 24-17. Cardinals are 2-6. and six. Marquez Cooper, massive day on the ground, 26 carries, 162 yards and a touchdown. Indiana State fell to South Dakota, 17-3. It was Davidson over Valparaiso, 42-21. And for the first time in a decade, Butler wins at Dayton, 37 
to 10. Over to some small college football. Marion beat St. Francis 24-14. Wabash put up 67 on Kenyon, winning 67-18. Trine 35, Albion 28. Defiance picked up a 36-6 win over Anderson. Bluffton 50, Manchester 12. High-scoring Rose Holman and Franklin. Rose Holman walks out with the 50-35 win. Mount St. Joseph put it 52 on Hanover, winning 52-27. In overtime, DePaul over Wittenberg, 41-35. UND got the 24-14 victory against Quincy, and Taylor just wrapped up, destroying Madonna, 54 214. Back to the NFL quickly. The Chicago Bears tomorrow. They go against the Las Vegas Raiders. No Justin Fields for Chicago. He's got a dislocated thumb. Tyson Bagent will get the start for Chicago, his first career start. The flip side, though, for the Raiders, no Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's a game of backups in the Windy City. Brian Hoyer will get the start for Vegas, former Bears and Colts quarterback. For the Pacers, preseason is done. The regular season opener coming up October the 25th this week against the Wizards. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Glad you joined us last night in high school football. Sectionals, first uh, round of the sectionals for 1 through 4A wrapped up last night. Later on tonight, Paul Condry and I will take a look back at last night's action and then ahead to the semifinal round of the sectionals. And uh, if you uh, or a parent or you played last night and you wrapped up, if you're a senior and that was it and you were eliminated, let me congratulate you on on your experience. I know it's disappointing. Not much anyone can say to make you feel better, but you are to be congratulated for all that. I know as a family, it's a major investment, of time and money in many respects. Um, and so um, I wish you all the best. It's It comes to a screeching halt. It really does. You're in it and you're enthusiastic and you're excited and then the game ends and then it dawns on you you're not doing that again and that is uh, that's that's hard but congratulations uh ultimately you'll be better off by being in this experience and for those who are playing on friday i wish you the best and uh, part of our responsibility here on the show is to uh, is to cover it, uh, spend as much time as we can, and, and give it its due. So tonight, Paul Condry and I will do that later on. This will be in the 11 o'clock hour when, when we will talk and put uh, the classic bow on Friday night football from last night. Also later on tonight, more college football, some small college football. We will talk about IU and their matchup with Rutgers. Brendan King, um, Give me some positives on IU's day with Rutgers, if you can. Oof. Well, I mean, bought, but I, I mean, I really that, do. That's a I tough, would, coach. I, I'm not going to lie; it's a tough question. I guess Soresby looked okay. I mean, he, right. he passed and rushed for a touchdown. But, uh, Coach, I'm going to be honest with you. They're, I think they're digging themselves such a hole when they keep on talking about it because Tom. Again, I love Tom Allen as a guy, great guy, but he has said multiple times this year that quote-unquote, the guy we're going to go with this week is going to be the guy for the rest of the year. And, and that has not been the case. They said it about Taven Jackson, and now Soresby starting again. And they said mm-hmm. it this week, and then we'll see, you know, Soresby didn't lead them to a win. So 
I, I think they're mm. digging themselves a hole of, of saying this is the guy. I, I, I think Tom just needs to get away from that because Sorsby looked all right, but they're just not getting good enough quarterback play. That's it. Yeah, and, and the problem there is um, is that then you, you put so much pressure on you defensively. And defensively, they're not a bad football team. Uh, they have capable guys, like how they scheme people. I mean, Tom's, you know, one of those kinds of guys in terms of his approach to it on the defensive side. But when you, your offense is so is struggling as mightily as this one is, um, it really gives you no margin for error on your football with your defensive effort. And it also is a team that um, is prone, has been prone, to give up big plays, yeah. and you, you can ill afford to do that. I mean, football's a pretty simple game. You know, eliminate you – know, take care of the ball. Uh, don't create penalties. Don't give up big plays. You got a chance to win. I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a football guy. I'm a basketball guy, but I can tell you that. And sometimes that's easier said than done, and that is – Sure, That, that is the difference. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, at the hey, at the end of the day, that is – the difference between being a good and great coach, and uh, I use going through it, coach. I mean, they. Who do they play now? I mean, let me grab my skid. Who do they play next? Yeah, Penn State next week, and Penn State Penn, they oh, are not they are not going to be next. a happy bunch after struggling today at Ohio no. State. So no, it reinforces my theory, my theory, my my belief. I mean, for all the years I coached. Oftentimes, it doesn't matter who you play. It's who you. It's, it's when and where. Well, and here's here's you know. the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, here's so. the problem. You actually, if anything, I'll say this about IU, they have a doable schedule to end the year. They play in a four week stretch, three of four. They got Illinois, Michigan State, and Purdue. No offense to any of those teams, but those that's the bottom barrel of the Big Ten. But the way that right. IU is played, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter right now. And well, again, yeah, they have a favorable schedule yeah, to end the year. Right. Yeah, but your favorable schedule, and you are uh, as a as a team uh, unsettled, and um, that 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 you know schedule notwithstanding, you, you need to you need to take care of business to say the least. How about your alma mater beating Dayton? How about I've noticed that? you've been underscoring. Yeah, uh, you know what? Hold that thought. Yeah, we've got we got to go to you or scoreboard update. But your guys, Butler beating Dayton. Dayton's been the gold standard of that conference since they, they all got together. Mm-hmm. So that's an impressive win. It is. All right, Brendan King will be back with a scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last update, we were talking a little bit of Colts football, Colts and the Browns tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and the Colts need their stars to show up against a stout Browns defense. 
In particular, the running back room. We'll see what Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss can do. This was Taylor this week. Some interesting comments said on the Trenches podcast. That's the podcast of Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed, fellow Colts teammates. And all that contract stuff that was going on with Taylor, he said, after all, he never thought he was going anywhere. I always said from the beginning, Mm -hmm. I was like, listen... I don't think, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, nah, I, I'm not going anywhere. That like, intuition, you just knew it. I like, just knew yeah, it. And I'm like, nah, it. like, it just it was, a, ever since I got here, it was just a perfect fit. Like, from mm-hmm. the scheme, the player, I mean, Quentin Nelson, yeah. Ryan yeah. Kelly, Braden yeah. Smith, Danny, yeah, like, sure. all these all these people we got, I'm like, listen, nah, mm-hmm. like, we got dogs. It's just like, Wisconsin, it seemed like just like Wisconsin to me. Like mm-hmm. Again, that was said after he got paid. I think that's the asterisk you got to put in there. Either way, Colts and the Browns tomorrow. Colts have only played the Browns five times since 2011. And since that point, they are 3-2 and two in that process. Scores from around the college football world today. Again, Ball State got a big win over Central Michigan. That was the final of 24-17. Indiana State fell to South Dakota 17-3. Davidson picks up the win over Valparaiso 42-21. And as we'll talk about as the night goes on, Butler's first win at Dayton in a decade, 37-10. The Bulldogs come out with the W against the Flyers. More on the way a little bit later. Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network College. Football today, Trine, the Thunder beat uh, Albion 35-28, the final. Troy Abs, the head coach of the Thunder, joins us. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on the win. Coach, it's a, it, was a, it was a great game. You know, the Albion game for us has been decided yeah. by one score for the last four years, and uh, it's fun to come out on top. You know what, though? The cool thing about it, too, is you're 5-3 and three now. You're in the thick of it in, in conference play. You're 3-1. and one. I mean, it's, so this is a big, aside from the fact that you guys have had great games, this is an important game for you. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we've got one conference loss. We we turned it over eight times. I don't know if you can ever oh. heard of anything oh. like that. Turned it over eight <laughs> no. times against Alma uh, early oh. on and, and took a thumping. But uh, we've matured a lot since then. I've uh, got great senior leadership. We've got 36 seniors, and we've got some young guys playing. And uh, they're, they've grown up a lot. Uh, just uh, just performing uh, extremely well and, 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 and getting better every day. I mean, Isaiah Hunter – from uh, Perry Meridian has just been an outstanding cover guy for us. He's just learning how to play college football, man. 36 seniors, Coach, is tremendous recruiting, quite frankly. Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's a lot of great great kids, great families, and uh, a lot of dedication. And, and quite a few guys taking a fifth year. You know, last year didn't finish the way they wanted it to. Right. Uh, we were in the thick of it last year and uh, just kind of – uh, had some had some misfortunate things happen at the end of the season, and uh, those guys wanted to come back with a little chip on their shoulder, and they have. They've they've, they've done a great job of of leading and, and performing extremely well on the field. Well, with that leadership, you know, with that that senior class, and you got it on both sides of the ball too. I think that's what, what one of the distinguishing things about this football team is you have experience and strong character on offensively and defensively. Yeah, we do. We've got an amazing group of guys. We've had, you know, knock on wood. I don't know, after a big win like this, you always worry. But uh, we've had zero disciplinary issues this year. Uh, just a bunch of guys that are that are really concentrated on winning football games and, and, and earning a great college degree from Trine University. 
All right, so you get up in this one. You have a big first half. You you know get a three score lead at, at, at halftime, uh, and the second half gets a little tricky for you. Yeah, I did. Uh, and there was no doubt that at the beginning of the fourth quarter, momentum had really turned to to Albion's favor. Uh, we punted on on fourth and eleven from our own oh, inside our own territory. Uh, they had a penalty for illegal procedure. They they covered up our center. And, uh, you know, our special teams coordinator, uh, Coach Robert Riley, came to me and was like, hey, Coach, I, I think we can get the fake punt. And uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we declined or we took the penalty. And I think everybody was wondering what the heck was going on. And then Cam right. Carver from, from uh, Huntington North High School took the fake 26 yards, uh, ran over their returner. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, a big play, big pass play the next play. Uh, took us down to the one, and, and we, and we, uh, we uh, took a two-score lead after that. It's a great win. <laughs> Rolling the dice, too. Hey, what, man. The head coach's heart was beating pretty fast. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but to your credit now, coach to coach, if your defensive coordinator comes to you and says, I've seen something, you got to go with him. Yeah, our special teams coordinator Robert Riley, he does a great job. I mean, I've just got I've got an amazing group of coaches, an amazing group of kids. But uh it was uh it was a great win. Kept us in the thick of it uh in league play, like you said. We'll we'll enjoy yeah. the bye week this week and uh get ready for hope uh over at hope and uh finish up the, the season with Kalamazoo. And uh we're we got our fingers crossed that Alan is gonna stumble along the way and there's right. no tiebreaker in our league, so we'll we'll celebrate and and uh, pick out some rings. <laughs> While I have you, I want you to know that my I know you're a Hanover grad and a proud Hanover grad. My grandson is too. My grandson went to went to Hanover. He was a lacrosse player. And uh, okay, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, gave yeah. that one away. We we showed our uh, earlier in the season. We yeah, that's our, what a little yeah, bit of that's what Matt said, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and gave one away. You know, uh, Theo, Theo, uh, you know, joking around saying he's going to have Troy Abs Day. You know, dress as your favorite <laughs> Troy Abs. Unfortunately, it wasn't the winning coach on that day, but but right. uh, it was a great game, and it was nice to be back down there. Absolutely, Troy. Thank who? Thanks so much. I appreciate you taking time. Troy Abs from Trine. They beat uh, Albion 35-28 today. Troy, thanks. Good luck in a couple of weeks. Hey, thanks a lot, Bob. You have a good one. You too. Thanks very much. Talking some small college football tonight on the show. Brendan King, uh, let's talk more about your Bulldogs beating Dayton. Um, that For those who don't understand, Dayton has been – the bellwether, if you will. Uh, oh, yeah. They've been one of the best Division three football programs in the country for a long time. Long time, you know, dating back to even well, when I got me. there. De- look, they were Division. They are a Division one non football. Yeah, uh, FCS scholarship. Yeah, FCS yeah, football. NCS. FCS. So let's. Uh, I apologize for that faux pas. I didn't. I didn't mean to do that. But they have been. They've been the standard. Quite frankly, they're really, really good. Uh, Mike Urimovich's guys are playing great football right now. Yeah, they are. And you know, Coach U is actually going to come on tonight until he had a bit of a uh, something pop up. So I think he's going to call next week, Coach. I got that set up for you. So expect to hear from him next week. Well, no, what would next I, week's What homecoming. would I do without you? What would I? Yeah, next week. I'm always 
good to talk about homecoming as long as Absolutely. we mention who won the queen contest. So uh, yeah, well, this from a father of a homecoming queen. So you know, we always got to get love for the queen. That's always. why when and when high school people call me and talk about homecoming, I always ask who won, and people go, "Why would you ask?" Because I know the joy that the family. Our daughter was prom queen and queen and homecoming queen. Are you wow. kidding me? So I know what that's about. So nice she did it twice, huh? Yeah, and you know what? She won a couple of other things too. And so at one point, I called the I called the principal and said, "Look, do us a favor. Uh, don't let Steph win these things anymore, will you? I mean, she's <laughs> she's just and she was you know she was fine with it. I didn't tell her I was going to do it. I, I I told them and said just you know she's done enough. Um, let's just move on. So. Uh, are you you're in for the Colts and the Browns? You're all set, ready to go. I'm intrigued by this. I'm intrigued by this game because you know it's a, a Colts team that struggled offensively last week. The Browns' defense is one of the best. They're hard to score against. I'm not sure either one of these teams is going to score a lot of points tomorrow. No, and I think every week the fan, our flagship, does a predictions graphic, and I don't think anybody predicted. The Colts definitely to score over 20 points. I think only one person said that the Browns would score over 20. And, Coach, I, mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I am the only one out of the, I believe, 10 people on that graphic. I'm the only one that picked the Indianapolis Colts. So I am hanging on an really? island by myself. I'm a little surprised at that. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, you, while you don't necessarily. I got a target on my up. back right now. <laughs> well. You're a man who's willing to step out and separate himself from the crowd. He's Brendan King. He is the hardest working man in the business. He's coming up in a minute with another scoreboard update. Later on tonight, Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest will call me, and we will talk about high school football. We have uh, completed the first round of the sectional for those programs in 1A through 4A. 5A, 6A, join us in the semifinals on Friday. Make sure you join us on Indiana Sports Talk Friday night. Uh, We'll be, well, you know, Friday and Saturday, frankly, but... Tournament time is always, always special. So join us as we uh, march toward Thanksgiving and championships at Lucas Oil Stadium in high school football. And I always encourage you. I don't need to encourage you. You need to go out and support uh, the student athletes in your community, not just football, not just basketball. You know, you're, you know, your volleyball tournament is going on right now, cross country. Um, all those things, those fall sports are wrapping up, so need to be there, be counted, and support the kids. Scoreboard update with Brendan King coming up. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We continue our coverage of college football across the state from this afternoon against Notre Dame on by, Purdue on by. Purdue is at Nebraska next week. Notre Dame will welcome in Pitt. 
Ball State goes into a bye after their 24-17 win against Central Michigan. I'm sure that has its pros and cons. Get a big win, go into a bye, so maybe you lose a little bit of momentum, but a bye week, always an opportunity to rest up a little bit. IU loses to Rutgers 31-14. The Hoosiers are 2-5, and and now Indiana has to go to Happy Valley next week to take on Penn State after the Nittany Lions today dropped a ball game to Ohio State 20 to 12 in a defensive battle where there was not a whole lot of open space for Penn State first loss of the year for the Nittany Lions so you can bet James Franklin and crew are not going to be happy customers next week when the Hoosiers come in Major League Baseball the NLCS tonight it's the Phillies and the Diamondbacks it is all Philadelphia in game five as that series is tied 2-2 best of seven Phillies six Diamondbacks one another home run for Kyle Schwarber the former Indiana Hoosier 461 feet over the pool in Arizona Alec Thomas hit that one into the drink yesterday the pool at Chase Field Bryce Harper also added a home run as did JT Romuto for the Phillies three bombs for the Phils they got a great start from Zach Wheeler seven innings a run one walk and eight K's the Phillies about to take a 3-2 lead on the D-backs I'm Brendan King welcome back everyone I'm Bob Lovell this is Indiana Sports Talk it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network all right, so Notre Dame and Purdue with the weekend off. Uh, talk to me about your Notre Dame guys, right? So this bye week, I think, comes at a great time for both of both Purdue and Notre Dame, quite frankly. Both need to regroup, kind of get themselves going. That's been a struggle for the Boilers. Uh, obviously, I think that Notre Dame – you know, had a good win last week, needed it clearly, but uh, there's still a lot of work to be done with the Irish right now. Yeah, I think, as you said, the bye weeks for two different reasons I think are valuable. You know, Purdue just has not been able to get any steam going. And Notre Dame, after, you know, of course, the Louisville loss, they responded well with the USC win. You know, rest up the body a little bit, make sure Sam Hartman's good to go. And look, Coach, you're welcoming in a pit team next week. By the way, I will be in attendance, so looking forward to being back in South Bend. But you're welcoming in a pit team that beat Louisville. So the team that embarrassed right. you, right. Pitt beat right. them. So this is not this is not a walk in the park, Coach. And I've been to many Pitt-Notre Dame games over the years because my dad, of course, got the uh, student tickets and then alumni tickets. Pitt always plays Notre Dame hard. So this is not going to be easy, no doubt. Will there be a parade for you when, when you come <laughs> back? Or will there be no. some, cer- some special ceremony? No. Uh, I think, if anything, just wear the two championship rings from the South Bend Cubs and <laughs> – and you know, just make sure, just make sure those on campus know who's coming back in town. So I'm just curious. I mean, you got the two uh, championship rings from the South Bend Cubs. Do you have to get on the weights to be able to to wear those around and be able to hold your hand up? If they're in my carry on at the airport, I got to take them out for sure. You know, they weigh down the bag a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, but no, I, tell me about. You know, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I, I rarely wear them, Coach. I, I'm sure you understand it with, you know, you your your pieces of jewelry it's, you kind of got to pick I, I do, you got you got to yeah. pick the you got to pick a time for sure it's not an everyday thing well I, I i i just have this thing with rings i don't wear them i mean i don't even look i've been married well, other than your 50, wedding ring right? i've been married 54 years and i don't wear a wedding ring. i well, all right, yeah, <laughs> well as long as the good. missus is okay okay with that well she's fine with it because i've I lost three of them right and so uh <laughs> 
Um, all, all obviously three diff- three different <laughs> stories <laughs> to, oh, no. to talk about, and uh, you know uh, this is not the forum uh, for which to have that discussion. But no, she's she's fine with it. Okay, and I I had uh, I coached four championship teams, um, you know, two at Franklin and two at IUPUI, and so I have four of the championship rings, and they're all. Um, they're in a box, so they're they're in some jewelry box somewhere in the house. I never, I don't, I don't wear them, um, but I, I'm I'm proud of them. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. And same thing with you. I didn't get monstrosities like you got. Uh, you know, rings have have evolved uh, uh, since uh, I, my teams won those the championships. Well, yeah, and again, I think it's different strokes for different folks um, wearing jewelry. I really only wear them at weddings, and other than that, they're kind of in a box as well. You kind of just enjoy them. But I'll tell you what, one day, uh, the Bob Lovell Conference Championship rings, those are going to go for a lot of dough in an auction. I can tell you that. Somebody wants those. Somebody wants those. I doubt that very seriously. Um, I know somebody in this world wants those. And they'll make no, a bid. No for one, him. no one would be that. No one would be that silly to be perfectly blunt. So you know what? Uh, you know, it's so you know, it's just, just one of those things where um, it's just a. Uh, they're great. They're, they're great to talk about. Great things to have. Those kinds of things. But it's just uh, you know, sometimes you, especially you, you're young. You know, excited and a chance. The question is whether you've got a chance to get another one, one or two here in uh, in the not too distant future. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. I uh, I'm blessed to have the two, but I think uh, you know, you know, my goal is to maybe one day turn those into a World Series ring. You know, that's that's that's. Uh, I think that'd be the dream. You know, nice, the nice, nice thought. That'd Absolutely. be the dream. That's it. All right. What time's game time tomorrow for the uh, Colts? Is it a one o'clock? One o'clock kick. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the NFL is making any hard push to put the Colts in the late window nowadays. That's 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 not really uh, the ratings wise. But yeah, one o'clock kick Colts Browns tomorrow. See these next two, I mean, Cleveland and New Orleans. Uh, oh, huge are games. really important. Huge. I games. mean, they're they're massive games, quite frankly. Well, they are, and just kind of like we talked about with IU, you know, here's the Colts schedule, Coach. It's pretty favorable, and this is kind of where you run into what do you want to be because you talked about the Saints come in. Then you go to Carolina. They have been abysmal under Frank Reich and with Bryce Young. New England has their worst team in 20 years. That's three weeks from now. The Bucks, Baker Mayfield is their quarterback. You go to Tennessee, that's decently tough. You go to Cincinnati, that's decently tough. Then you close it out, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Vegas, Houston. All four of those teams aren't doing much, and that's your remaining schedule, Coach. And I spy two games where it's truly, that's definitely the better team. And, you know, you, you kind of got to, the Colts are in a weird spot with Richardson out for the year. What do you want to be? Because you have a very favorable schedule to go. And Gardner Minshew's your quarterback, so this is going to be an interesting next few months. Yeah, and I think you know now, as if we already didn't know, uh, the onus is on Minshew. And what concerns me is, I mean, he's a capable backup, um, but he's a backup for a reason. And so now you've thrust his 
while his role, he's still the quarterback and he's, he's still the guy, but, but it's different. It's a different situation. You know, you, you can prepare yourself differently uh, when you're coming off the bench and it takes a certain guy, special guy, but now you're the guy. You're the guy for the rest of the year, and that's an enormous change in responsibility, especially mentally. Well, here's what comes up as well when you decide what you want to be, the, the, you know, the trade deadline. The Colts didn't do a lot at the trade deadline last year. Remember, they made the Naheem Hines deal, and they got Zach Moss from the Bills along with the draft pick, but they held on to guys like Stephon Gilmore and others, and, um, you know, they went for it, and the season ended brutally. Jeff Saturday was your interim head coach, and, you know, the biggest comeback in NFL history was against you. Uh, you know, Chris Ballard, he's got to see, I'm sure, that the schedule the schedule is favorable. You're playing multiple last-place teams. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, your future franchise quarterback, or at least intended, is out for the year. As you just talked about, your backup's playing. Uh, do you want to sell off some pieces to try and pick up some draft capital right. with what's in front of you? So it's And, Coach, I think a lot of it comes from the owner, too. I mean, how many times over the last number of years has the owner dictated where the franchise goes? You know what happened last year? Bring it in Saturday. So uh, I, I think this is a position where – I have no idea what they're going to do, and it can go in all kinds of different directions. Well, here's what we know. they got the Browns coming in tomorrow. should be a fun day in downtown Indianapolis. If you're, if you're coming to town, be safe. Drive carefully. Have fun. Uh, hopefully they can get out and have a good start and take care of the football. It's amazing to me. Um, these sports are quite frankly we we make them the business we're in our, our our business is to make things complicated and try to explain things right and try to dazzle people with what we think we know football and basketball are relatively simple sports i mean it's very simple football is i used to talk about this in my history sport class it's called the gridiron for a reason because it's it's basically you know, laid out as a, a military grid. You know, it, it's it's about a, it, it's about controlling territory. You know, it, it's a battle for territory. You're trying to battle for ten yards of territory, you know, increments of ten yards at a time. You cannot turn the ball over. You cannot give up big plays, uh, and you you absolutely have to be able to score. Yeah, and it's same, you know, same thing. Like basketball is very simple. You're trying to get a good shot every time down the floor, and when you're on defense, you're trying to prevent your opponents from getting that same good shot every time down the floor. And he, from there flows a lot of different things. And so, like the Colts tomorrow, take care of the ball, knock it in the end zone, uh, don't give up big plays. Uh, I don't think there'll be a whole lot of big plays in this game tomorrow. We'll come back, spend some more time with Mr. Brendan King on a scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Colts and the Browns tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Gardner Minshew starts for the Colts. No Anthony Richardson. He's out for the year. AC joint sprain in his right shoulder and will have surgery. Minshew will as well be without his right tackle, Braden Smith, a tight end, Kylan Granson. And on the defensive side of the ball, Grover Stewart not playing. Suspended six games for performance-enhancing drugs. On the other side of it, Deshaun Watson 
questionable. He's missed the last two with a rotator cuff strain in his right shoulder. Adam Schefter, though, tweeting a little bit ago, quote, Watson is tracking to play. He must pass a pregame health test. Kareem Hunt, a running back, he's also questionable with a thigh problem. Their star running back in Cleveland, Nick Chubb, already out for the year. So injuries aplenty. Gardner Minshew talking about the opponent in the Browns. Yeah, really excited, man. Great team, really great defense. Um, they present a lot of challenges, um, but some we're excited for. You know, we kind of see the season as a 17-round fight. You know, if you lose a round, it doesn't really, you know, kill you. You just can't let it uh, roll over into two or three. So we're excited to get back out there and, um, you know, put our kind of ball on tape. Some college football top 25 finishes. Number 11, Alabama, came back to beat number 17, Tennessee, at home. Final of 34-20. to Number 3, Ohio State, got a big win over number 7, Penn State, 20-12. to The Indiana Hoosiers see Penn State next week. Games in action right now. Eight minutes to go, fourth quarter. Number 4, Florida State, on top of number 16, Duke, 31-20. And in the fourth quarter, number 18, USC, trailing number 14, Utah, 28-23. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. The best at what he does. Wouldn't it be nice to be called that by, by people? I mean, think about how impressive that would be and how good you have to be to be called the best at what you do. He is the best at what he does. It's Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Sports Network and the Indianapolis Colts Television and Radio Network. Colts taking on the Browns tomorrow. But today, Mr. Rakestraw calling the Indiana State matchup uh, with um, – who'd they play today? Help me. Indiana State. The Coyotes of South Dakota. Oh, South Dakota. Yeah. South Dakota 17-3 winners over the uh, Sycamores. Uh, I think it's t- – what people don't realize here in Indiana, if you're a team from North Dakota or South Dakota, you're really, really good. I don't care what the sport is. You guys are really good. That league is ridiculously good. Um, To put it in perspective, Indiana State doesn't have to play South Dakota State or North Dakota State, who have won like the last million FCS 1AA championships. That's equivalent of not drawing Ohio State or Michigan on your Big Ten schedule. That being said, Indiana State still has four of their last five games against ranked competition. South Dakota came in at number six in the FCS polls today. It's an Indiana State team that played both Indiana and Ball State in their non-conference competition. It is just an absolute meat grinder, and Indiana State has had to play four different quarterbacks this year due to injury. They played Mm, three mm, different mm, quarterbacks mm. in today's game because Cade Chambers, who is their number one, and was played the last three weeks of the season, he played the first half and then got hurt on the last play of the first half, and he was done for the day. So they had to bring in Elijah Owens, who played earlier this year, true freshman from Jackson, Illinois, did some good things, um, and, but, but just not enough offensively. And again, South Dakota hangs their hat on defense. This is the fourth opponent they have held to a touchdown or less during the course of the season. Indiana State did a lot of things well, but their margin for error is so small against that level of competition mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. just not finishing drive, just giving up enough big plays did him in against a very good South Dakota team today. Yeah, and I think we all understand that it's hard to win uh, football games at any level when you have problems health-wise and you have to use multiple quarterbacks. That's a tall order. Correct. And yeah, I, I thought both quarterbacks were solid, if not spectacular. This was a 3-3 game at halftime. It was a 10-3 game 
going to the fourth quarter. And again, Indiana State moved the ball. They finished with just under 300 yards of offense. Missed one field goal, uh, converted another. By the time they had another drive that got inside the 10-yard line, um, you know, really the, it was a 17-3 game, so it's going to be all or nothing. And they had a quarterback run out of bounds at the four-yard line. There were so many things that they did well. And I've already made one Big Ten comparison. I'll now make a comparison to kind of the heyday of the Mick here about seven or eight years ago in mm-hmm. terms of 6A football. You know, we would kind of say this about a school like Pike. You know, we're like, hey, listen, they're the seventh or eighth best team in that league, and they're producing multiple Division One kids. <laughs> Just because you're the seventh or eighth best team in that league doesn't mean you're bad. It probably means you're pretty right, good. Right. Well, the Missouri Valley Football Conference is now 12 deep, and, and, and Indiana State might be the 11th or 12th best team in that league, but you know what? They're not a bad football team. Their record is 0-7, but uh, they are a better football team than that number would indicate. Yeah, it is uh, annually, <laughs> excuse me, the best conference at that level. And uh, it, you've already chronicled the uh, Dakota schools, but it, it's, a, it's a tall order uh, when you have everybody. When you, when, when you have injuries, now your problems are um, – magnified if you will all right greg rigstrom you got time to hang out with us and talk about the colts we got a little game tomorrow. I can hang one more i'm second told we got you. a game tomorrow what's that i'm i'm that that is correct information yes the colts will play the browns tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock and heard on most of these same radio stations yes sir all right well hang in there we'll come back and I'll let you dazzle us on because uh, they're not going to get dazzled listening to me talk about the Colts. So I'll turn that over to you. Hang on, Greg, okay? Welcome back. Welcome, Greg Rakestraw, back too. Colts taking on the Browns tomorrow. Browns, here's the storyline that I'm hearing, you know, listening to all the uh, supposed experts. You actually are. But it's a Browns defense It's really, really good. And it's a uh, – uh, a Colts offense that struggled uh, mightily last week, and, and it's a, it, it's an interesting match in terms of uh, um, what might happen offensively with both teams. But I think it's an intriguing matchup. But it's an, I think a very important game for both teams for the obvious reasons. You're trying to make playoffs, but Colts have to bounce back. I think in in more ways than one and get some consistency on the offensive side against a pretty good defensive team in Cleveland. You simply can't turn it over, Bob. You know, I mean, yeah. we can argue about play calling last week and run pass balance, and I acknowledge that 55 passes and 17 runs is not the way that Shane Steichen wanted to draw it up, but it comes down to giveaway takeaway. And that has been, you know, one of the key assets that Gardner Minshew has had now in his fifth NFL season is he's got a three to one touchdown interception ratio. Well, last week was the other way around. It was one to three, and he had a fumble uh, as well. Uh, and, and so we'll see if that was just an outlier because Jacksonville's good defensively, because Jacksonville's mm-hmm. home for him, you know, for his first couple of NFL seasons, just one of those days. Um, or, or is now that, you know, Minshew is the focus, is it a little bit different to defend this team? And frankly, both those things can be true. Um, I think the biggest key for tomorrow is going to be was Deshaun Watson playing or not. Um, because he has not been great, but but he's you know him as an average NFL quarterback is pretty good for them just because of how good they are defensively. What they've done the first five weeks of their season is ridiculous in terms of the amount of first downs and yards. I mean they're averaging giving up ten first downs and a couple hundred yards <laughs> a game. 
that's like 1972 NFL numbers, mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know, not 2023. So um, if Watson plays, it makes it a tougher slog for the Colts. If it's P.J. Walker, it may be the first one to 14. Um, but I think the biggest thing for the Colts is simply don't turn the ball over because the Colts on defense are pretty solid, too. If the Colts are even in the giveaway-takeaway battle tomorrow, they'd give themselves a much better chance to win that game. Greg Rakestraw, if you're in the Indianapolis area, post-game call-in show, call-in. It's a great thing. It's a great listen. It's a a great way to wrap up the day. One o'clock start in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. Greg, thanks so much. Who do you have Friday night in the semifinals of the sectional? Oh, just Ben Davis and Brownsburg. You know, nothing big. Oh, man, oh, man. I I would I would trade jobs with you, but I'm I can't do I'm not a play by play. You know that I'm not a play by play guy. But uh, I'll look forward to talking to you Friday. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. You got it, Coach. All right, thanks, Greg Rakestraw, the best at what he does. Top of the hour already. Oh my goodness, it's already the top of the hour. We'll come back. That must mean. You know who? Brendan King coming up with his top-of-the-hour scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk.